Welcome to the on-air home for the Brotherhood of Hunters. Welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Hunt Life. Take aim. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman and we've got, uh, as usual, Captain Kirk Waltz in the studio. Good morning, Kirk. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, sir? Doing good. And uh, uh, Kevin Favor is uh, fishing a tournament. This is his time of year to try to make a name for himself in the tournament world. And so in his chair, we uh, have a fisheries biologist from Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management, Scotty Brown. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning, guys. How are you? And, uh, you know, last week we had Gary Lavox, who's become, is obviously a huge name in the country music industry. Oh, yeah, with Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats, and they've got the Flats Fest going on throughout their summer tour. And this week we go from, from you know, the Nashville music scene to what we all kind of want to live in which is the outdoor world and we've got one of the legends in the outdoors and it's uh it's the legendary hank parker good morning hank good morning guys how we doing ma'am doing very good you know just to kind of give people a little idea a little history on you uh boy we've been watching your television show for for many years and now it's on the outdoor life network or not outdoor life network uh, versus and then also uh, you're on pursuit channel uh for people that don't know hank's out uh, hank parker's outdoor magazine has been on television how many years now hank well we shot tw- our, we celebrated 25 last year so we're shooting our 26th year now 26 <laughs> when i was five bill dance i think was 70 when i started wow. <laughs> that's awesome. is, is that a shot is, is that a <laughs> no, shot at him not me. <laughs> but 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 holy cow hank you 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 started out in the bass you know world i guess you could say back in what was it, 1976, and I was reading your bio, and you started out in the National Bass Association tournament circuit, as well as the National Bass Association and American Bass Association, and most people would say, what are those? <laughs> yeah, in the old days, you know, we had United Bass out of Florida, we had National Bass out of Florida, and then American Bass, and then uh, American Sportsman out of Texas, and there were all sorts of circuits, along with BASS out of Alabama. And, uh, of course, BASS prevailed, and uh, I started fishing BASS in 1977. So I, uh, I've been around a while. Well, and, and, <laughs> and you were very successful at, at tournament fishing. Uh, you won the Bassmasters Class- Classic in 79 and then again in 89, uh, won the Grand Slam of Bass Fishing, which is the classic, the Angler of the Year, the Super Bass Tournament. Uh, boy, uh, do you do you miss those times, you know, where it was, you know, traveling around every week? You know, Peter T. obviously is a good friend of ours, being from our neck of the woods, and he said the trail sometimes can be a little bit of a grind, but but do you miss that tournament fishing, and or, and do you still tournament fish? I hadn't had time to miss it, to be honest. I uh I shifted gears. I was, uh, 
I retired right after winning the Classic in 89, and uh, my kids were racing, and they wanted to gravitate toward NASCAR, so we did that for about 10 years, and uh, then we went into the hunting show, so we've had our hunting show now, we're shooting our sixth year uh, with the hunting show, and uh, I can say, like the guy in the AA meeting, I've been NASCAR free now for five years, so uh, <laughs> we have, uh, we I've just been busy, so I really hadn't had too much time to miss the tournaments when i go to the bassmaster classic and the flw tour championship which i do every year i miss it then that's that's the times that i miss competition but uh that's the only time that i have time to really think about it hank did you ever see in in your wildest dreams back in the 70s i mean i i got out of high school in 73 and i did a lot of bass fishing I, i grew up in charleston south carolina so my dad would take me to uh lake moultrie and lake marion and I remember the, the first start of, of the bass tournament thing and, and Ray Scott trying to get this thing going. But did you ever in your wildest dreams ever see it manifesting itself the way it is now? I didn't. I really didn't. I, a lot of people said, man, that was a lot of insight you had. I really didn't. I just loved it. And uh, I thought maybe I could scratch out a living doing it. It beat a real job. So uh, you couldn't hunt for a living, you know. There wasn't any professional hunting organization. So uh uh, that's all I wanted to do was hunt and fish, so I, I chose fishing to be able to scratch out a living, and it turned into be a, a pretty good living. So I and I didn't hit the uh, the glory years, you know. I think Kevin Van Dam, he is uh, he's hot as a pistol, but he's winning a million dollars at a pop, and that's that's pretty strong. I didn't have I, when I was there, you know, fifty grand was about your top prize. Well, in watching Kevin Van Dam, and and you see the best now on tv just like you do nascar because every week it seems like they have an event uh i mean for kevin to dominate now hank i mean isn't it even that much more of an accomplishment because the field has gotten so big and so talented in the in the bass tournament trail there's no doubt uh kevin is probably the the greatest fisherman ever that ever breathe air i i'm amazed i spent a lot of time with him in the boat and uh not a lot of time, I say that. I've spent time with him in the boat, and I've fished with him and been around him a lot, and uh, he didn't cease to amaze me. He's just incredible. So uh, he deserves what he's making, but he's making a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, more power to him. I mean, heck, if you can if you can make a living doing something that you absolutely love and, and your passion, and yours is hunting and fishing, I mean, that, hey, that, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I, yeah, I'm, we're enjoying the hunting life. It's uh, this hunting show that we started uh, six years ago with the boys. I've had a lot of fun doing that, and so uh, we're we're really enjoying that. And uh, so, like I say, more power to you if you can make it happen and scratch out a living. That's that's a good deal. Well, you know, one of the questions I, I was thinking of too, and and I have competed over the years. I've been a professional fishing guide for almost 16 years now, and I know how hard that is. And it always seems like there's always one or two people. Do you, you know, for any advice for those folks listening out there that that want to learn how to fish and fish well, I mean, what are the the most important things that you look for? Well, you know, I meet with a lot of kids that ask me, how am I going to do what you did? How am I going to become a professional fisherman? And how am I going to compete? And how can I be one of the top guys? And the very first ingredients you got to have is just a passion. I mean, you got to have a passion that's beyond reason. you got to fish. Like you go to a tournament and you fish for 10 days and you come home and you have a day off and you want to go fishing on your day off. That's the kind of 
passion, I think, that it takes to, to be competitive. And once you have that passion, then you've got to learn a lot. And, and, and everybody sets their own strategy and fishes to their own strength. But you've got to learn how to be a tournament fisherman. You've got to learn how to set strategies. And all of that comes if you have the passion. But, uh, you know, a lot of guys will go out there and fish six or eight hours, and they don't catch any fish, and they're worn out, and they want to quit. Right. And that's what motivates me. When I fish six or eight hours, and I had not caught any fish, and I still got five or six hours of daylight, I'm still as pumped up as I was at, at, in the morning when I started trying to figure out what's going on and how to catch these fish. And that's the kind of dedication that it takes to be able to figure it all out and put it together and set strategies to be competitive. Well, and you fished a lot of different places when you competed, and you still continue to fish a lot of different places with, with your show, Hank Parker's Outdoor Magazine. Where do you like to fish at? I mean, you know, anywhere. I fished on par shoals yesterday with my grandson, who is uh, Alec, who is 12 years old, and I didn't want to burn him out and the fishing was really, really slow, and uh, we, we fished about seven hours, and it was hot, and uh, I finally just called off the dogs because I could see it was more about him than it was me. I could see he was worn out, but I was really challenged by, uh, by what was going on yesterday. The fish were following the bait up. We would get some short strikes, and I was really into that. To me, I was having as much fun as I was if I were catching them, and I was just really wanting to stay and figure them out, but uh, he, he was burnt out and it was time to leave. But anybody of water that I'm on that particular day is my favorite place to be. Well, <laughs> hey, well, I've had the, the chance to fish some, some great bass lakes. Uh, in Texas, obviously, a lot of people seem to kind of say, boy, that's really it. You know, you got uh, Lake Sam Rayburn and, and other places in Texas. And then in, in the state of Virginia, I had the opportunity to fish uh pretty regularly bugs out on lake kerr uh lake anna which was kind of a half private half public lake and lake fishing to me was just the best in the world uh until i got a chance to experience moving water and smallmouth bass fishing and now when you see the bass tournament trail sometimes it's a combination where they can catch largemouth and smallmouth bass uh, in, in the summertime hank is is moving water a great place to go and find Absolutely, yeah. That uh, that kind of offsets those suspended fish a little bit. That moving water will keep them active and keep them from suspending. Uh, talking about smallmouth, I was at Champlain two weeks ago up on the Vermont, uh, New York, Canadian border, and uh, it was 65 degrees in the morning, uh, with highs in the in the low 70s, and catching 150 smallmouth a day, and I. I had to come back to this 90% humidity and 98 degrees of South Carolina. So I really like that northern fishing in the summertime. Oh, but the northern fishing, first, you get the cooler weather and then and then moving water and smallmouth bass, even though it gets kind of hot, holy cow, it's a little, I, th- I think it's easier to pattern the smallmouth in the summertime with moving water than it is, you know, in a, in a lake when the water temperature gets smoking hot. Yeah, no doubt about that. I agree. Well, and then you got the factor that uh, I kind of agree with him, where you're not uh, constantly sweating. Humidity is just sometimes can be uh, uh, horrendous down here in the South. 
Yeah, you didn't know nothing about that on the St. John's over Rodman about July <laughs> day. About two o'clock last afternoon, you don't know nothing about humidity and heat. No, no, you're you're certainly ready to take a break when it gets gets to lunchtime. Hank, yeah, not only do you have the the two TV shows, and we're really going to get into the 3D part of it after the break, uh, but you've also got a website, HankParker.com. And I went and looked at it this week and really enjoyed looking at it because you really have a lot of tips and information at HankParker.com to help people become better fishermen. We have learned over the years that everybody is gravitating more uh, toward the Internet and more toward the opportunities to get what they want. You know, you got to. You got to be general when you do television, and you give a tip this week that a guy may not have interest in, and you do a tip next week that he may. Well, now that the internet is so readily available and everybody has access, uh, you go and pick and choose what tips you want. But we've always known people are constantly looking for tips, and where we're going now and what is happening, everybody works so hard. They don't have many days a week uh, to fish, and there's so much technology out there. There's so many changes being made, whether it's electronically or fishing line or lures or rods or reels or whatever it is. The general guys don't have time to fish with this stuff every day and evaluate, so people are constantly looking, hey, this new uh, MGX Revo just came out. Tell me about it. It weighs 5.3 ounces, and it costs $470. What kind of reel is it? Is it worth the money? What will it do to help you uh, be a better fisherman? Is it more forgiving with backlash? Can you cast it further? Is it more sensitive? On and on and on and on. Well, you can give them that information because you get to fish five or six days a week, and you evaluate it. So if people trust you, if they think, well, this guy's just in it for the money and he's going to tell me whatever he needs to to sell me something, whether it works or it doesn't, then you don't have a lot of credibility. But if you do have credibility and people say, well, he's going to tell it like it is, then that website is going to be more and more valuable as time goes on because there's just so much out there that people can't do on their own and they need to have somebody they can trust to give them uh, the information that they need to make that decision whether they need that product or not. Well, I, I think you got a great website and wanted to uh, tell you that uh, great website, very clean and simple. Uh, folks, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show and our special guest, Hank Parker. Hank, we're going to take a break here. We come back, uh, want to talk a little more fishing, but also, man, it, I can hear it in your voice. This hunting thing is, if you could have made a living in hunting, you would have been doing it by now. Well, I tell people, the only reason I fish make enough money to go hunting. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, more with Hank Parker right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show right after this. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. 
Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's gonna happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look brother, everything's gonna be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I want to welcome in our newest affiliate, WTYM in Catanning, Pennsylvania. That's just outside of Pittsburgh. Welcome. Uh, back with Hank Parker. And, and Hank, a uh, couple more fishing questions. I want to talk some hunting. Uh, all right. Every fisherman has, including me, Kirk, Scotty's the same way, we all have our go-to bait. Uh, what is your go-to bait? I tell people every day when I do seminars, there's two things. One question is, what is the one tip you could give me that would make me a better fisherman? And I tell people without a doubt, out of every place I've been and all the things that I've done, the one tip that I could give you that make you better is get rid of that job. That J-O-B will mess you up. The more time you spend on the water... And other than that, yeah, but what leave about your, your go-to bait at home. <laughs> Don't take your go-to bait with you for one year, and you will be a better fisherman at the end of the year. People depend on a bait. They get a favorite bait. I do not have a favorite bait. That, that's a great I don't tip. have a go-to bait deliberately. It used to be a spinner bait, and I, I learned that if you have a bait that you depend on that is your favorite bait, you will gravitate toward that when it doesn't really make sense. It's not the best bait. A lot of people get hung up on like rattle traps or lipless crankbaits, and they fish for two hours with a worm or with a spinnerbait or with a topwater bait or a jigging spoon or whatever uh, makes sense for the application. And after about two hours of not catching a fish, the heck with it, they just start throwing that rattle trap because that's what they have confidence in. Get away from that. Don't, don't leave that favorite bait you have at home for one year, and I promise you, you'll learn to be more versatile. And that's what I had to do. I, I literally did that with a spinnerbait. That's a I great tip. I didn't carry one in my boat for a year. I, I know as a guide and spending 250 days on the water, one of the things that, that, that has really helped me through my career is, is thinking outside of the box. And people can get in the boat and they'll go, and I'm a live bait guy. They'll get in the boat and they'll go, you got crabs, you got fiddlers, you got shrimp, you got live menhaden, you got mullet. You think you got enough bait? And I'll go, nah, I could have had clams. <laughs> and, and and that's a great tip. It yeah, really is. It really is because, yeah, is. I mean, I sometimes get into a little bit of a, 
you know, you get into that, you know, that mindset, hey, this is what I know, this is how I, I know how to use it. But one of the things that I have made the switch to, though, Hank, and I wanted to get your, your thoughts on this, you know, in salt water, we deal with a lot of oysters and barnacles, and then in fresh water, you deal with rocks and, and other snags and structure that can affect fishing. The, the, uh, the braided line certainly has had a huge impact on fishing, and has it had that much of an impact for bass fishermen? And what's your thoughts on, on the braided lines? Uh, the braided line is, uh, you know, Berkeley makes a line called a fire line, and I like it on spinning reels, and I use it all the time. But they have a new line that's coming out. It'll be out in September. It's called Nanofill. And it's strictly for spinning rods because it's such small diameter, it will, it, it'll just pack on a casting reel. So it's strictly for spinning reels, but it's the most incredible line I've ever fished in the braid family. And it's not really a braid, but I can throw it about 30% further. And I said 30%, uh, just tremendous distance. And uh, I was fishing hollow belly jerk shads here lately on these fish that uh, are a little finicky that are schooling and I can literally throw it 80 90 yards where normally I'd throw it about 60 yards so it, it is huge difference but uh, braid is is a great line for no stretch and when you make those long casts and the nana feels the same way it has no stretch and uh, when you make those long casts, you can get a hook set in them because your line's not going to absorb all the energy that goes into that hook set. So there's lots of value in braid, especially when you're talking bonnacles and uh, uh, real, real abrasive uh, concrete pilings when you're fishing bridge pilings. So there's lots of advantages to braid, but I usually uh, use about a 10-foot uh, fluorocarbon leader if I'm fishing uh uh, and water that has any clarity to it at all. I just have more confidence with uh, with that leader, so I'll tie a, a uni knot and put some uh, fluorocarbon leader on it. Is there any any application or style of fishing that you don't like the braided line? Well, yeah, a lot, lots. I, I, I fish fluorocarbon line uh, more than I do anything else, and uh, I don't like braided line when I have a lot of wind. It seems that braid catches wind, and braid tends to drift more uh, in in the wind. So I, I much prefer fluorocarbon. I, I prefer fluorocarbon on casting reels for the way it performs, the way I can cast it over braid. It doesn't pack. Uh, when you get hung up, you can break it off without having a boat paddle in there to wrap your line around. So there's a lot of times. Uh, I only fish braid about 30% of the time, but I use fire line on all my spinning reels and then i'll tie uh i'll tie a fluorocarbon leader to it but i love the way it performs but now i got this new nano feel so i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well i got a question for you i mean I, I know during during i've been fishing since i was eight years old and you always have things that happen during your life that you go shazam i mean what was that have, what what is one of the stories in in your in your past where you were out fishing and you tried something and you went what in the wide world how did that work yeah the the first time i can remember just being blown away uh was uh the spinnerbait the first time i ever saw a spinnerbait i thought yeah right uh, zorro <laughs> aggravator out of nashville tennessee stan sloan and we had a, a local guy 
I wanted to catch an eight-pound bass worse than anything in the world. For us, you guys in Florida, 10 pounds of the ultimate trophy. But in North Carolina, where I lived, eight pounds was a big high-water mark, and I wanted to catch one so bad. This guy had three. He had three eight-pounders one day, or three over eight. One of them was almost nine. And wow. He showed me the bait. I begged him. I was 15 years old, and I begged him. He said, come on. I followed him out to his boat, and he showed me this bait, a Zorro aggravator. And I said, you're right. <laughs> That's it. And he gave me one yelling. I had this little trailer that looked like a chicken foot. He hooked that thing on there, and he turned the skirt around backwards. You know, He said, this is what I, the way I do it. And I looked at that thing. I thought, okay, this is the deal. So, uh I went down to the lake. I didn't have a boat. I was on the boat dock, and the first cast I made with that thing, I reeled it up there where I could watch it, and about a six-pound bass came up there, took it right off the top, and I was blown away. Mm. So that was my first experience of getting shazammed. <laughs> well, well, Hank, you said, hey, you you, you fished to hunt. Uh, and now, <laughs> you have, what, six years, you said now, that Hank Parker 3D has been on the air? Yeah, that's right. We'll be shooting our sixth year. And uh, and this obviously this new show that you have uh, you do with your sons, uh, Junior, and then also Billy. Uh, I've seen the show and I and I love it. Uh, how has that gone for you? And and boy, I mean, you went from doing TV and tournament fishing, and now as you said, you you just fish so that you could hunt. I mean, you've got to be just absolutely loving doing a hunting show. Well, it's fun because I do get to spend a lot of time. Uh, with the boys and we travel and go to different places and hunt but i've always hunted like that i've been a trophy deer hunter for uh, over 30 years and uh, so i still get to do what i love to do and uh, shoot the fishing show uh, uh, about four months out of the year and then we shoot hunting show about uh, six or seven months out of the year and uh, i've test career deer almost every day uh, we had a storm last night so i've getting ready here in just about an hour to go see what happened last night uh, in all the rain to see if they ate the uh, the grain products in the rain so to see if it got mushy. But I test uh, I test product almost every day, run trail cameras. I'm in the woods, and uh, I love it. it. It's just been a lot of fun. We're, we're you know, we, we ask this to every guest that we have, people that, I mean, their passion and, and their joy is in hunting. If you could have one hunt in one place, where would it be and who would it be with? Well, uh, I got in a lot of trouble one time. I was at Bass Pro and somebody said, if you could fish in one location and choose any guest that you wanted, uh, where would it be and who would the guest be? And I said, in the middle of the Everglades with Faith Hill. And uh, I got in a lot of trouble over that. <laughs> and I was totally kidding, of course. Uh, Tim McGraw's a big guy. But anyway, I uh, I would uh, probably go to Iowa, and uh, I'd take my two sons with me, and we would go bow hunting in Iowa. Boy, it's amazing how you turn on the Outdoor Channel or Versus, and all of these, I guess you could say, outdoor celebrities – are all living in Iowa. Well, you have to to get a tag. See, I only get to hunt there with a bow about every three years because it takes two preference points to be able to get a tag. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you only get to hunt there once every three years. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that 
one of the reasons why everybody's saying they're moving moving there. All right, we got to take That's a break. It. We got to take a break here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show and our special guest Hank Parker and Hank Parker 3D, the TV show. And uh, boy, we're going to talk some hunt now, Hank. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm and ready. We'll take a quick break. Break, and we'll be right back after this. As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself, this morning will be different. Conditions are perfect. 45 degrees, very little wind, and there is no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, the whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning to be quiet. Just let him gobble on the roost. Just after daybreak, he does just that. You know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar. It's all you can do not to call back. You hear him fly down, and then you hear the hen start to call. You make one soft call and get the gun ready. First you see a hen, then all you see is a swinging beard. He comes into view, and you fold him up. This morning, you guessed right. What a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel because at Hunt Life, they know it's all about the outdoors experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequaled effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at MossyOak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And we're back with our special guest, Hank Parker, and he's obviously been in television for a long time. Hank Parker's Outdoor Magazine on Versus, and then, Hank, you have, now have Hank Parker 3D, and, and I noticed that in the last two weeks, the the all the new shows have come out on the Outdoor Channel and Versus. Uh, are your shows now the new ones from 2010, the hunting season now, 
on verses for our new ha- shows. Yeah, our new shows are over on Pursuit. Uh, we're not. We won't air on verses until August the first because of Tour de France. So uh, we're over on uh, Pursuit Channel with uh, with our new shows on Hank Parker 3D. And uh, what what can people expect to to see the Parkers hunting where and when? I tell you one thing. We had uh, I had a tough season this year. The boys did well. We um, we started out elk hunting. I think we were in Colorado and New Mexico, and then uh, of course I always gravitate up towards Saskatchewan as quickly as I can. And uh, we've got some hunts there, and then Kansas and Iowa and Missouri, and all throughout the Midwest. And uh, then we got some uh, hunts in the South, and we got a turkey hunt or two in there. So we've we've got a pretty good variety. Well, and and you've not only gotten into the television side of things in the outdoors, but also into the the hunting outdoor product side of things. Uh, we've seen you for, for many years now promoting Khmer deer, and then recently the uh, Schwacker broadheads have certainly hit the market and made, made an impact. I, I can tell you from personal experience, last year a friend of mine was going to Colorado to hunt mule deer and elk, and I gave him a pack of Schwacker broadheads, and this is not a paid infomercial here. When I gave him that pack, he said, I'm going to try them. And he came back, Hank, and I'm telling you, Timmy Hartley works for the Georgia Forestry Commission, had a great hunt in Colorado, and he said, you wouldn't believe how well those things performed. He said, I'm a believer. It is the most incredible broadhead that uh, I've ever seen in my life, and I had absolutely nothing to do with it. I was a recipient, and uh, the guy that designed it, his name is Rick Forrest, lives out in Arizona. It was called a Sonoran broadhead. He named it after the Sonoran Mountains, and uh, it wasn't getting any traction in the marketplace, and I didn't know why, so I called him and talked to him, and he said, hey, man, I got a regular job. I work for the federal government designing rockets. So I said, you're truly a rocket scientist. <laughs> and he laughed. He said, well, I guess you could say that. So Swacker Broadhead was literally designed by a rocket scientist. So uh, that's it cool. is rocket science. It really is. Oh, that, that that's funny because, uh, holy cow, who can say that? They got a product yeah, designed right. by a rocket scientist. But, but that's I mean, right. But, I mean, Hank, everybody that I've talked to from – Dave Edwards of Westervelt, you know, he's a, uh, uh, whitetail, uh, and, and, uh, wildlife, biologist. wildlife biologist. And then cuz Strickland. I mean, everybody's saying that that's what they want to use because it works. It is the most incredible broadhead It's very, very simple. And you look at it and you think, why in the world did I not think of this? I mean, it's one of those kind of, uh, of products and when i saw it for the first time i knew that that was the broadhead i wanted to shoot because i immediately recognized it was a lot like a vortex broadhead that i had been shooting except the blades were an inch further back and had rear deploy so you could take quartering shots and that's something that i had i had gone to the expandable broadheads 10 years before because i'd had so much more success on recovery so when I saw the the Sonoran, which is now the Swacker, for the first time, I said, man, that is the perfect broadhead. It'll do everything that the expandable I'm now shooting will do, but it will allow me to take quartering shots. And I learned so much more uh, that it gave me more benefits. Fresh cutting blades because of the way the wing blades open prior uh, on impact, and so you have fresh cutting blades, you get better penetration. Lots of benefits that you get that I didn't realize. I just recognize that it'll do what my expandable's doing now, 
and it'll allow me to make quartering shots. And it gave me a lot more than that as I started shooting it. And I'm I'm totally sold on it. Well, one of the things that really impressed me was when you took that sheet of plywood. Oh, yeah. Which just, you know, you, you're talking about a piece of slick wood, and you're going, uh-uh, that's not, that's not going to work. And I saw you do that, and I was like, wow, that's incredible. We have had, we when we first did that, we had so many people write us letters and threaten to sue us. Some of them worked and were affiliated with other broadhead companies, and they said, that is a big forest. That can't happen. You can't do that. And uh, they would call you up or write you a letter or an email and uh, threaten to sue you, and then you wouldn't hear anything else about it. And then six months later, somebody said, yeah, oh, so-and-so, he tried that. Man, he couldn't believe that really worked. <laughs> well, and, and to, to, to let people know what we're talking about, on the Schwacker commercial that you guys came out with, you actually took a, a four-by-eight sheet of plywood and, and basically laid it uh, angling away like you would have a cording away shot on, right. a, on a deer and shot shot the broadhead, and it went in perfectly. It didn't, it didn't slide. It didn't... Uh, you know, deflect it didn't do anything. I mean, it went in perfectly. It did not redirect its tra- path of travel. It, it, we we set a target up. We shot at the angle. We put the plywood up, and it hit the target at the same place that it did when the plywood wasn't there. So it, it didn't deflect the angle at all, and uh, the air of flight. And we set it at sixty-seven degrees. Uh, which is about as quartering as you can get, you know. And and uh, we shot a lot of broadheads that we didn't show on television because we were simply competing against other expandables. Which, by the way, everybody will eventually gravitate toward expandables. They fly like field points. As bows get faster and faster and faster, people are having a much harder time tuning bows. So expandables are so much better for flight. And so that the whole market's going there. And uh, so we don't even really compete against fixed broadheads anymore. That market is drying up. The expandable market's coming alive. So, But even a lot of fixed broadheads bounced off of that plywood. Uh, and the swacker would go right through it. And like I said, it didn't even alter the path of flight. So it's pretty amazing. Well, Hank, we've got about a minute left. Uh, what's next for you? Well, we're getting ready to start hunting, believe it or not. We're, uh, we've got new product with Khmer Deer, and I've been testing that. We're really, really excited about that. We're getting that out the doors now, sitting to a lot of the outfitters where we're going to hunt. And we've got some leases. We've got some people putting product out, running trail camera. And right now is when I find the big deer that I'm going to end up hunting. Uh, when the deer are still in bachelor groups and in velvet, they're not as... Uh, uh, as quite as uh, leery as they will be get when they start fighting each other, they have more comfort in packs. So we're uh, in those bachelor groups. So we're we're sending out uh, uh, and catfish Billy Parker. He's on the road setting trail cameras, trying to figure out where those big guys are. So we're trying to find the deer right now that we'll end up hunting in October and November. Well, Hank, thanks for spending the time with us this morning, and and best of luck on the upcoming hunting season, no matter where you are. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's awesome, and uh, anytime you invite me back, I'll be here, and I sure do appreciate it. All right, uh, thank you, Hank. Hank uh, Parker, folks right, here on the, uh, Hank Parker here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. We'll be right back after this. Connections. That's what life is really all about. 
I'm Major Harding, president of HuntLife. At HuntLife.com, we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience. With a free HuntLife.com membership, you'll be able to swap stories, information, and insight with hunters from all over the world. You'll find useful information on equipment, outfitters, and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods. At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the Hunt Life Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the Hunt Life shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more. Become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And join the online fraternity of hunters. Connect with us at HuntLife.com. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. A, b- a big thank you to Hank Parker. Yeah, for, that for was really awesome. It, he, first of all, I, I can tell you that uh, uh, Hank uh, spent a lot of time kind of in, in our area, and I've had a chance to talk with him multiple times, and there's not a more genuine, down-to-earth you know, celebrity in the outdoor industry than Hank Parker. Well, you can tell he's a very humble man, and I think that carries through both on both his TV shows, absolutely, yeah. and obviously carried across on the radio just now. Uh, and and we've had quite the uh, the uh, the superstar summer going on here. Uh, Gary Lavox last week. We had Toxie Hayes and Bill Sugg. We had the Hillstrand brothers. The Hill, or Andy, yeah, Hillstrand. Andy Hillstrand from the Deadliest Catch. How cool was that? I mean, and next week we're going to have Cus Cus Strickland How from Mossy Oak, and there's not a better storyteller in the world than Cus Strickland of Mossy Oak. Yeah, you got to love it. So yeah, so... Uh, everybody needs to tune in. Yeah, we just keep... And if you want to find out who's going to be coming up and listen to past shows of these superstar guests that we've had on, go to HuntLife.com and click on radio, and there's the list, and then you got a little window right there. You can listen to all the past shows that we've ever done. Mash and Dash. Hey. Listen. Well, and I think Hank said it right. I mean, today's day and age, you got to have something to keep and hold people's attention. you got to have something fresh. Well, the technology's there, and people are really starting to gain a foothold in using it. It's, it's apparent in every medium you look at, whether it's TV or radio. You read the paper, read a magazine. I mean, everybody's doing it. And it, it's become a very active way to plug in. Well, and and we uh, we're we're trying to to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, and and desperately we're and, even Facebooking, man. Hey, and our producer <laughs> is trying to give us a leg up on technology, and we appreciate that, he, Chris. You know, the dome of knowledge. He's the technological uh, guru. He's the Ayatollah of Thinkola over there. Of technologically mm-hmm. Thinkola. Yeah, right. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, folks, yeah, what he said. <laughs> uh, check out HuntLife.com uh, during the week. Uh, see who's coming up the next week. Listen to past shows. Uh, also, you can shop and get uh, Hunt Life logo apparel at HuntLife.com. Stickers, T-shirts, uh, hats. You name it. And uh, and then also you can see all of our affiliates, and we will get up our 18th affiliate on the list, and that is WTYM and Catanning, Pennsylvania, just outside of the uh, uh, great city of Pittsburgh. Yep. I guess you could say people. some people call it title town. Pittsburgh Steelers have certainly been on a roll. Hey, and I've got connections to Pennsylvania. My wife's from Harrisburg, so hello to all those folks out there in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, heck, it's, it's the, even the Pirates are playing well now. How about that? What in the wide world sports is going on if the Pittsburgh wow. Pirates are doing well? Hey, hey, no, congratulations to them. They're playing really good baseball. Yep, yep. And uh, next week we've got Cuz Strickland, as I said before, and then uh, – I exchanged emails with rick and julie cruder of the outdoor channels beyond the hunt and uh we're going to get them on coming up get them both on and and i will tell you this i love watching all of the hunting programs because you just you can never do enough to really get your fill and rick and julie have totally redone their show for this season for it so it was the 2010 hunting season but it's the 2011 show season their show is so much better than it was. It was good before. Right. But what they've done with their video and audio uh, and the look and feel of their show is top notch. Top notch. Got a great producer and I'm sure a great crew. Uh, they, and they're good people. Uh, Rick and Julie are really good people. Once again, thanks to Hank Parker. Check out hankparker.com and you can find out all the television shows that he does and all the products that he endorses. And that Schwacker, that's the real deal now. I've had too many people tell me that that thing is a legitimate, top-of-the-line, expandable broadhead to not believe what Hank said. I'm going to have to check it out. All right, we'll check it out. And we'll be back next week, same time, same place, with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.